0: I see you right. I know Usher, you're talking about some love in the club. I need some love right now. I am searching for somebody. You never know. Maybe a, a fan of the show. Listener of the show. I'll fall in love with. You never know. But it sounds like I need to get married as soon as I can. Because we came across an article that asked the question, and there's a poll, about married people being happier than those who are not. And I wonder how true that is. I've never been married. Chris has been married twice.
2: I was going to say, you could you could have my first one. That way we both have one. No, I'm good. I'm good. All okay. right. I'm, I'm, I'm uh, hey, I'm, and I'm, not, I'm, I'm a not, giver. And I'm not scared of
0: commitment. i just been kind of unlucky. Yeah. I guess that's how you could phrase it. Unlucky at love, huh? The one that I thought was going to be or the who I thought was going to be the mm-hmm. one didn't turn out to be the one. Never been married. Do I feel like I'm pretty happy with my life? Yes. Mm-hmm. But it, could I be happier? Of course. I want the love of my life the same way that... Chris has the love of his life. But according to a Gallup poll, adults who are married report being far happier than those in any other relationship status. But to the listening audience, do you think that that's true? I'd love your reaction at 651 The poll author, Jonathan Rothwell, says any way you analyze those data we see a fairly large and notable advantage to being married in terms of how people evaluate their life. Okay. From 2009 to 2023, more than two and a half million adults in the U S were asked how they would rate their current life with zero being the worst possible rating and 10 being the highest. Then the researchers asked respondents what they anticipate their happiness level would be in five years over the survey period. Married people consistently reported their happiness levels higher than their unmarried counterparts, ranging from 12 percent to 24 percent higher, depending on the year, according to the data. The gap was there even when researchers adjusted for factors such as age, race, uh, ethnicity, gender and education, the survey said. So now, this is what I want to mention, and this is why I love to get some reaction via the text line or phone call or two, is that as a guy who's never been married, right, but has, I would say the majority of my friends are married. Well, I guess guess you could say 70-30. The funny thing about this, Chris, you know what the reaction is from my buddies that are married? They wish they were single? Oh, my. They're like, Lake, you ain't missing nothing. I mean, all all of my, I don't want to say all, not all of them, but a good chunk of my married friends, they say that marriage is overrated. But here this poll says that if you're married, you tend Mm. to be happier. That kind of flies in the face of what my, my buddies are like. Oh, man, yeah. You, you don't have to deal with certain I mean for, that, for lack of a better term headaches.
2: yeah, I mean, the, there are stresses and there are headaches that come with being married, but there are fantastic benefits as well.
0: Do you think you're happier?
2: yeah, okay. I've, i yeah, I mean, since I've been married, I've been very happy because i I can't think of a time in well, we got married in two thousand and eight. We've been together since like two thousand and six. So I mean what? just short of twenty years, eighteen years together? I think I can count on one hand the number of times that we've gotten into a legit argument, or that we've really kind of disagreed on something to the point that we were both seeing red. I, I think it just matters what it is that you value. If you value that companionship, I, I can understand where you know it's like okay, well you know single people may be a little more what well, a little more depressed, not quite as happy because I feel like part of being single nowadays is going out and hoping to run into that person, hoping to find your soulmate, your you know, future spouse. And when you don't have it, you just, you feel a little more bummed because you're like, I haven't found this person yet. Mm-hmm. I haven't found this person yet. And you kind of get dejected. And when you're in a relationship and it doesn't work out and you're like, I thought that was the one. And you kind of, you got to hit the reset button you start all over. I mean, maybe that's, Maybe that's what it is. I mean, I can go back to my dating days, and I, I would say that that's maybe one of the things where you're you're always out looking.
0: I, let, let me say this. When I had my breakup back in 2009-ish, 10-ish, because mm-hmm. there's that there's that time period where you're kind of moving away from each other, but you're still – you know what I'm saying? There's still stuff there, I, and I make I'm, – I'm being fully transparent. Mm-hmm. I was not emotionally available. For a good two years, I just could. – I just because it wasn't of my of my choice. I didn't want the breakup, but we were in two different places in our yeah. lives. You know, she's a little bit younger than I was. Whatever, um, needed to see more things and get out there in the world, and had you not know, had been in. You know, Th- like, things and happen co- and
2: people decide their different points in their life.
0: Yeah, it just. Yeah, I, I got to tell you, man. I just wasn't like I don't care who you were. Mm-hmm. It didn't matter. I was not going to be able to connect with you because. I wasn't there emotionally. I could not have somebody investing in me. And I was open and honest with anybody that I came across for those two yeah. two and a half years. I said, you know, you know what? You're really awesome. You're cool, whatever. I like you. Um, you know, I'm attracted to you, but I'm just not there yet. And if you if you want to ask the question, yes, I still have feelings for my ex. So I totally was not even I, I wasn't there. But I thought that this was very interesting in the article, though. And I want to point this out. It says education is a strong predictor of happiness, but the data showed, and listen to this, that married adults who did not attend high school evaluate their lives more favorably than unmarried adults with a graduate degree. Now, I wonder why that's
2: the case. Is it because you haven't experienced as much and you don't know what's out there? That's what, That's where I was about to go. Because, because I, I come from a small town. That's where and, I was about to go. And I know a lot. Of, and again, I, I know this for a fact because I've lived it. I've experienced it. I see it when I go home. That If you don't know what's out there, you're happy in your world. So there's no reason to go out and... And, you know, get a, you know, go out and go to certain places or do certain things because you've got everything in your world that you want. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't make it wrong. I, it absolutely doesn't make it wrong. But I feel like when you're out there and you see what's out there, and, and, you know, whether it's an experience or a person or, you know, whatever, like you're, you see it and you're like, that would be, I want that. I want that individual. I want that lifestyle. And when you don't reach that, you get frustrated with yourself and you get down because you're not. That's when you're comparing yourself to somebody else. And I think that is a huge mistake, but we're all guilty of it.
0: All right. So I'd love some reaction. I'd love at least one phone call with somebody's opinion on this. 651-461-9226. From the 612, I love this one. Henry never talked like this until he had coffee with Karen. <laughs> I love that. I love that one. No lies
2: uh, detected. My magic eight ball.
0: No and, lies detected. Now, this one from the 651, it says, Henry, marriage can be nice, but there are a lot of unhappy married couples. Look at the divorce rate. Hey, you telling me, I I, I, I see it a bunch with a bunch of my friends. I, I've had a bunch of friends that throughout the years, man, them and their spouses – they just went separate. Mm-hmm. So I'm talking about for both, you know, on both sides of it, you know, male and female. Um, yeah.
2: Sometimes people just grow apart, like over time. Part of the challenge to a marriage is when you change and your your spouse doesn't, your partner doesn't. Like, it, it's just, it's a part of life. And sometimes you do legitimately grow apart and it's nobody's fault. It's it's just, it's the ebbs and flows of life.
0: Yep. Uh, from the six five one, what happened to the super fun nice girl that was on last week that you had coffee with? She's still there, Karen. We we we, we were just talking about we her talk a second her ago. Too. And um, this one from the six one two. With my marriage, I absolutely am happier than I would be just dating or single. I hope she is, lol. <laughs> but other married couples, I don't see a lot of happy ones. And then they go on to say, because you have all that debt all to yourself. that is truly one of the benefits of being married right is the is having the incomes and you're able but i would never and i guess it's very easy for me to say because i've never been married Mm -hmm. i just don't think that a big part of me being married is about the economic side of it and the reason why i say that is because if you're not going to be happy what does it matter
2: yeah, and my wife makes more money than I do. I have no problem God saying that. God bless her. I, I, yeah, I mean, she's got a good job with good benefits for her, and, and that's great. And, yeah, it's, it's nice to have that double income. But at the end of the day, it's about – to me, it's just about companionship. It's about, you know, on a Saturday night, we can make some popcorn and we can watch a movie or we can watch – you know, something on Netflix, a series, whatever. And we can just sit there and it's somebody as well that you just have to talk to. And that's, I think that's key for a lot of people is just having that person that you know is going to be there that can be your support system. Cause sometimes people don't have that person that they can just vent to, or they can talk to about good things or bad things. And that's one thing that I enjoy. And I, you know, see, you know, married couples, I don't see a lot of happy ones. I think people, some people can be resentful because Mm -hmm. they feel like they're missing out on whatever single people, single people are missing out on what married people have. Married individuals are, you know, missing out on what single people have. I see my single friends and I'm like, there's no way. There's no way, I, I mean, I would not survive in this single world today.
0: Coming up next, I want to get back to the Super Bowl for a second, but I don't want to talk about the game at all. I want to talk about the halftime performance because I could have predicted this. Um, I saw this already coming. Uh, I got to address a text that's come in about the Usher performance, and we'll do that next year on The Lake Show. One of the things that we always evaluate every single year is the halftime performance. And Usher um, was the halftime performer this year. And I thought he was spectacular. Thought he was spectacular. I think that Usher Raymond is Going into this, I heard people say, "Well, is he big enough to be the Super Bowl halftime a? Like, you've got to be kidding me to even, to even, to even like seriously. Like,
2: Usher's a big deal.
0: I'm not saying Usher's not T Swizzle,
2: okay? No, uh, Usher's big, but th- there were a part of there was a part of the demographic that just it didn't connect for various reasons. No, for sure.
0: There's there's no question, mm-hmm. and I'm not saying that that Usher right now. Is at the pinnacle of what he's been like. We know that Usher was a much bigger deal ten years ago. But Usher is a legendary performer. He really is.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. He's been he's yeah, been he doing is. music
0: for 30 years. He he's he's been out that long. I know people will look at him and be like, Really? He's been go go do your research. Yeah, first album dropped. Time. First album dropped in ninety-four. Okay, because I was in college then and I'm, Usher Raymond, big deal. But this one, I saw this coming before the person even text. Lake, that halftime show was lame. No need to defend Usher. I know your boy. Your boy brought on a, a sweaty snooze fest. How many Super Bowl parties rock out to R&B? None that I want to be a part of. Have the courage to admit your boy was a snooze fest. You're 100% wrong, first off. There, this is what I would say to that texture specifically. If Usher's not... Your jam, then that's your take. I, I and I would I would accept that. If you if you're not a Usher fan, then you won't like the show. Yeah, but you cannot say that Usher is not one hell of a performer. That he's not one hell of a singer. Just say I don't like his music. That's what you're saying. No, it's not for me. You just say it's not for you. But you can't say that he's not a legendary performer. The guy can dance. The guy can sing. He is an entertainer. The guy's guy's doing uh, one of his songs on rollerblades. I know. know. Come on.
2: Are you kidding me? That was impressive. On on stage with roller skates on? That was really impressive. I was. Like, come on. You got to be kidding me. Yeah, because I'm like, are they really wearing roller skates? Like, no rollerblades, roller skates. Her came out there. She
0: kilted on the guitar. Yes. Alicia Keys. Was on piano and sang. She
2: was awesome. I got, I got giddy. That was, that was it for me. When I heard Alicia Keys, I was like, okay, I'm like, you, you got me now. Yeah, you, you got my attention. Ludacris came out
0: and, and and rapped. Will I am. He came out. Yeah. You cannot. The songs and the set that he did. Mm-hmm. Those were classic Usher Usher songs. But if the take is that you're not a fan of his music, then that's your stance, and I respect that. Cool. I totally respect that. Yeah. But you can't say he didn't kill it. Cause he did. It was lame. It was. So, you aren't paying attention, or yeah. you're just an
2: usher hater. Yeah,
0: and again, if you— which if, which, and looking at your text, you are usher hater, and that's defend I, I, my boy. I've never I, met usher
2: before, and that's okay. You know, there there are some people. You know, I again, I can know a lot of my family who's like, I I worst halftime show ever, and I'm like, I loved it. They also said they hated last year's. You know what? I loved last year's. Because it was it was my childhood. Like it was my colleges. Like I loved it because it brought me back to a place that I'm like, okay, yeah, I could sit there and I could jam out and you know? I think that
0: when we when we when we negatively talk about the halftime acts, mm-hmm. I, I, I in all seriousness, I think we're just all we're saying is is that's not for me. I can't remember the last halftime act I looked at and said, This was just a snooze festival or it was terrible. Bruno Mars was really good. I thought that Katy
2: Perry was really good. She she put left shark on the map. You said what? Left shark, right shark, Katy Perry.
0: Katy Perry, I thought, was awesome. Mm -hmm. She was all. I mean, I'm trying to think of the last. What was the last really bad halftime
2: show? I'd have to.
0: That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I'd have to go back and look. I'm not going to sit here and say that Usher was Prince or anything like that. But I can't. If the music isn't for you, then the music just isn't for you. Does not mean that it's a terrible performance?
2: Yeah, I I think one thing with the NFL, it's so hard for the NFL nowadays. You want to try and find acts that are going to resonate across the spectrum. And it's very, very hard because, you know, I'm going back uh, to, to, to what you can say. Okay. Rihanna. There was The Weekend. Uh, you know, back in twenty one, Maroon Five. Back in Atlanta in two thousand nineteen, uh, you know, you had Coldplay. You talking about Katy Perry? I mean, that was back in in two thousand fifteen. Bruno Mars, Beyonce. Uh, you know, I the one thing I'm not seeing here is uh, is what country I think I'm seeing pretty much every other genre mm-hmm. except for country that's being represented here because I see Phil Collins and, you know NSYNC you too you know Shania you know Shania was part of an ensemble with no doubt back in you know 2003 so I, I'm I'm just looking here and I mean yeah they've it's hard I mean the NFL I feel like they're just in a they're in a can't win situation. Six
0: five one, four six one, nine two two six. This from the text line. Um, I had never heard of Usher until he was a mega coach on the on the voice. I'm sixty-seven and don't know his music. I thought it was an amazing performance, fabulous singing and dancing. I think the Usher, I think he rocks out. I think he rocks out. Yeah. Uh this one from the 6'12, the last terrible. Halftime act was The Who, and Rock critics would agree. I don't remember the performance, but I, I, so I'm not going to go ahead and knock it, but he, but that's the other text line.
2: Yeah, The, the Who were back in uh, in 2010, and there was the nobody. There There were no special guests because sometimes you have these special guests that will make the cameos. Mm-hmm. To me, that's part of the fun is because when you're watching these halftime shows, you're like, you're hoping – Somebody shows up, like yesterday, I was hoping for Alicia Keys. I found Alicia Keys. You knew that, you know, Ludacris was going to show up. So, yeah, the who back in 2010, I remember that as being one of those that was not widely accepted uh, overall.
0: Yeah. All right, coming up next, Iowa women's basketball uh, team, they lost to Nebraska yesterday, and their coach wasn't happy, and she should be upset. We'll get to that next year on The Lake Show. Now that the NFL is over, we look forward to Major League Baseball. We got March Madness coming up here. And speaking of March Madness, we all know that in March, in Minneapolis, we'll have the Big Ten Women's Tournament and then the following week, we will have the men's uh, Big Ten uh, basketball tournament, which brings me to the next topic: Iowa women's basketball and their head coach, Lisa Bluter. The I, I'm one of those individuals that looks and loves Caitlin Clark. Caitlin Clark seems to be a polarizing individual. It seems like. I I don't know what it is. Yeah,
2: I, I I don't know why either. I
0: don't get it. I just this is what I think it is. Okay, and, and textures can let me know if I'm wrong. At six five one four six one nine two two six. I think that I think that a lot of people. And let me be frank. Let me call it the way that it is, and be specific. I think that men don't like how fiery she is, and the way that she plays.
2: And I don't have a, it like female athletes should be allowed to be as fiery and intense. She could be competitive just because she's a woman doesn't mean anything. I,
0: I just I don't get I don't know. People try to make it seem as though like she like she is like too intense, and then there are other people that 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 make it seem as though like she's all about herself. And she no, I th- I love Caitlin Clark. I, I love the way that she plays. She is an unbelievable basketball talent. And I got no issues with her personality, her demeanor, whatever, right? I just think it's weird how we try to position Caitlin Clark. Anyway, this topic isn't even about that, so I'm, I'm getting sidetracked. But what it's about is they lost yesterday, okay? And we know that Iowa – I think that Iowa could be viewed as a contender for the whole thing. We know that the best team in the country is South Carolina – um, I think that Iowa would be – I'd put them in the category of, like, one of the top five or six teams because um, they just play together. It's not just Caitlin Clark. Like, she knows how to find her teammates. They, they got great chemistry together. They they went on a phenomenal run last year, lost to LSU. I think that they will be there at the end, and they have a great shot at getting to the Final Four. But they lost to Nebraska, okay? And it was one of those deals where – because she's her next game, she's going to be – the greatest score in the women's game that we've seen. Heck, we've even got Cheryl Swoops that's been hating on Caitlin Clark. I, I hate that, but they were up fourteen, and they blew a fourteen-point lead and ended up losing by three. And the coaches, to be frank, was ticked off, and she had every right to be ticked off because there are pro- there are things that should not happen in sports. There are protocols. To a lot of stuff, and you have to stick to the protocols in the way that things traditionally play out. Take a listen to this audio because what what this is audio of at the podium is Nebraska's players. They are talking in the post game, okay? And Iowa's head coach um got upset because Nebraska was at the podium before. They were because what what's supposed to happen is the visiting team and losing team mm-hmm. they go up there and they and they and they and they talk and then the the home team comes in right yes that's not how it played out yesterday and then there was another nugget if you just take a listen to something that occurred I it sounds like during the game I, I don't have audio of this but listen to the other accusation that he that she makes in this soundbite.
2: I have
1: a lot of special moments with my dad. We got a flight yeah. to catch.
0: You know, I went several states. This is, oh, this is not this. Big Ten protocol. We just, we just <laughs> I know. music <laughs> 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 All right, so I know that it was hard to, to, to make out. Some of you maybe have seen it on social media or on different websites. Let me clarify what was going on again. Nebraska is talking. At the podium, they're up on the doing the doing the post game presser. Iowa had not mm. talked yet. Caitlin Clark's the biggest star in college basketball. Okay, of course you're going to want to hear from her, mm-hmm. her teammates, and the coach. They 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 had not talked yet. Okay, and so what typically happens is opposing team talks. They go, they do their, you know, they leave, they yeah. exit, and then the other team, and the, home, the team home team
2: takes a. Yeah, that did not pressure. that did
0: not that did not happen, and you could hear the coach in the background. She says, "This is not protocol," and I'm glad she called that out. But there was another accusation that she made in that soundbite that you guys couldn't really hear. She said that you guys were playing music during our free throws. Now that's unacceptable. I, I don't care what arena it is. When there's a basketball game, you don't play music while people are shooting free throws. That's just unacceptable. Like, how was that not addressed during the game? Like, I would have an issue during the game. I don't know if she said anything during the game and they didn't uh, uh, deal with it, but that's unacceptable. And I know that people be like, because somebody, they said, well, well, they play music all the time. They don't Mm -hmm. play music when they're shooting free throws. We know that in the NBA, they play music when guys are bringing the ball down the court and all that stuff. We totally get that. That's not how it... Goes in the
2: college game. No, the the, the college the game is different. Is totally different. Yeah. So I think that she has every right to have a gripe. Yeah, uh, th- this is, and I don't know why Nebraska would do something like that. But the
0: well, t- you talking about the, the the music during the free the, throws? The
2: music. What well, to gain an advantage? Well, i that's why. What I I understand, but. It's really tacky and a really bad look. Agree, and, and they're trying to create a distraction. They're trying to trying to create a distraction. This to me, th- that is more petty taking place. This is something that falls on the athletic director because if you know that the Iowa team is supposed to be there, and you know you may not have your placards out, but you know that you're waiting for Caitlin Clark. Lisa Bluter, the entire Iowa contention because, like she said, we've got a plane to catch. They've got to get back to campus. That is why the home team usually goes last so the the road team gets, you know. And then get out of there. I think it's on the
0: SID. I think it's on the sports information director. The SID,
2: okay. And because the SID is more of the facilitator, I could understand that. But if you see something like that, the the athletic director, the SID – Whoever's the one that is coordinating has to say, "Hey, you gotta sit, you gotta wait." Iowa is—I don't know how long into this press conference that you know she tried to get in, but it is incredibly ridiculous. Like, if you're going to go up there, mm-hmm. you 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 know that that's just a problem well, waiting to happen.
0: Well, this is the thing. So, so there's an accusation by somebody on. In the thread that talked about the the postgame, there's an accusation that Iowa didn't show up to the postgame presser when they were supposed to, that they were late, and then and they just went ahead and had Nebraska. I don't care about any that. Of that. doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if Iowa's late. Iowa goes first, Nebraska goes second. End of end of the conversation. You, you knew
2: Iowa was going to be there. Yes,
0: it's Caitlin Clark.
2: They're not going to miss their postgame pressers. And especially like you said, it's Caitlin Clark. I and I'm not saying you give her preferential treatment. You treat it this way, no matter what the team is. I don't care. It's th- this is something that maybe to the you know the, the casual fan, yeah, you're like, oh well, it's not a big deal. It it is a huge deal, and that is it's almost disrespectful. When oh, it's at absolutely it's, disrespectful y- when you're doing that. So it's going to be very interesting to see. I mean, nothing will come from it, but man, I, I would. Well, li-
0: I think that I think that this this issue, though, of the music being played, mm-hmm. that has to be addressed. Like you, you, you can't have that. No, like you, like, like you, in no. I don't care what arena, at mm-hmm. what level, pro. Also, you don't play music while people are taking free throws. No, uh,
2: to that's me, that's ridiculous. That's that's almost as if somebody at the score table went rogue with it. Because I mean, I mean, you know, Henry. When you're at these games, I mean, everybody's.
0: Wait, are they playing the music or is the DJ somewhere? I mean, I, the DJ's not at the scores table. No, are
2: but he? I mean, you, you've got whoever's the one that is controlling ba- the controlling music. Controlling the music, and I mean, yeah, you you know who's controlling it. You need to go up to him right away and sign off. That's just terrible. Man. It is very terrible. I mean, I feel bad for them.
0: All right, 651-461-9226. Coming up next, it's our nightly headlines. we do that next year on The Lake Show. All right, you guys know what time it is. It's time for headlines here on The Lake Show. 7.45-ish. Or if we run out of time, we typically would do it at the end of the show. But uh, we're right on time tonight. So let's see what Christopher Tubbs has up his sleeve tonight for headlines.
2: Well, it's your lucky day because if you didn't get enough Usher last night. Give me some more Usher. Come on. That's right. He's going to be making his past, present, and future tour. Mentioned last week that the closest he was going to be when we had the latest information was October at the United Center in Mm -hmm. Chicago. Mm -hmm. He's going to be coming to the Minneapolis-St. Paul area at the Target Center on Saturday night, November 2nd.
0: Uh, I'm taking that night off.
2: So, Saturday night? Saturday night?
0: Oh, oh, Saturday it's night. It's on a Saturday right, yeah, night. Yeah. So my bad. No, I, don't, uh, I don't have to take the night off.
2: Yeah, well, I have to. Uh, the uh, tickets are... I'll take it off from college football. Th- there you go. Uh, pre-sale, go on sale Tuesday, which I believe would be tomorrow. The general sales begin Friday at 10 a.m. That is 8 o'clock Saturday night, November 2nd at Target Center. So, yeah, Usher's playing at least one show. At uh, at Target, but Center. it
0: sounds like going to be two. It sounds like there's going to be two shows.
2: It's, I mean, it's possible because everywhere that I've seen, he's playing two shows. So maybe right now, as of as of right now, I've only seen the one. Yeah, November the second. November the second. But
0: I look, I definitely want to go. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try my best to get some tickets. Yeah, because I'm a Usher fan. Okay. Not saying he's got to be for everybody, like the texture texted in a little earlier and said he wasn't, you know, it was a terrible, it was not a terrible performance. You're just not an Usher fan. Usher's been doing this for 30 years. That's that's how good he's been. Yeah. And Usher is what, 40? 43,
2: 45. 45. I think he's 45, yeah. Unbelievable. I I enjoyed it. It wasn't my favorite halftime concert, Mm -hmm. but I enjoyed it because it's, you know, things that I know, I recognize, and yeah, absolutely. like I, I enjoyed it, too. Hey, a, a scary story here coming out of Texas. A door-to-door salesman was called a racial slur and shot by a resident at a home he stopped at, but he was miraculously saved by his electronic tablet device that blocked the bullet. The victim, who works for Reliant Energy, was left shook up by the terrifying ordeal at the Fort Worth residence. The victim, whose name was not identified. Told NBC Dallas Fort Worth he just came out and straight pointed the barrel at me, then shot me and told me, Get away from me, get away from here, N word, saying, I'm lucky it didn't hit me, it hit the tablet. Fort Worth police said they responded to a call on Thursday and found an adult male who said he was going door to door as a salesman for the local energy company. At one home, an adult male suspect started yelling racial slurs at him, then fired a weapon towards him. The salesman showed NBC Dallas Fort Worth his wrecked tablet. Glass shattered in what appears to be a bullet hole and a bullet-sized dent visible in the back. When officers investigated, they found no one inside the residence where the resident opened fire. Authorities didn't name the victim or the suspect. Police said as of today, case is still under investigation and the officers will be writing a warrant on the charge of aggravated assault with a deadly weapon. Victim who said he's worked for Reliant doing sales for 10 years said this is the one thing I always fear getting shot at the door and today could have happened. I got two daughters. I could have been in the hospital dead right now. Reliance said in a statement, quote, we're in the process of learning more. But thankfully, the sales agent was not harmed. Safety and security of sales agent is our top priority. We're working with local law enforcement on the next steps. Well, let me say this real quick.
0: I know that they have to say that we're in the process of learning more. Mm -hmm. I mean, what more do you need to learn? It was like a hate crime. The guy's like shooting. He's calling the first off. Hey, man. I could never do the door to door thing. I could. I just. We're living in crazy times, man. It's. It's. I. I could never personally do that. But this is a sad situation that this is the state of where we're at in the country, where you have people that have just totally lost it. But thankfully, thankfully, that gentleman was. Um, his life was, was spared. Like he got, he got lucky. He yeah, truly got
2: lucky. He did, and, and I mean, it is. I can only imagine it's got to be a real tough job right now, being a door-to-door salesman in this environment. Like, I mean, people just are. I got to be honest with people you. People just aren't trusting anymore.
0: I'm a little bit surprised that we still have door-to-door. I, I in 2024.
2: Yes. Like, I am, what are you
0: selling door-to-door now? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'm serious. I'm, I'm not n- trying to yeah. shame door-to-door salespeople. I'm no. just saying I- I'm a little bit surprised it's still a thing.
2: Yeah, no, it's it's still. There's still a few people out there trying to make their living hustling that way. Yeah, but what's he selling? I mean, I apparently he was, you know, not trying, Windex. No, you're not. Remember when they <laughs> used to be selling vacuums, and then you encyclopedias, uh, encyclopedias. But the vacuum cleaners, like you get vacuum cleaners in your house, and you're like, we'll give you a free demonstration, and then you. You give them a demonstration. Next thing you know, it's like, just leave. And they won't leave.
0: I think the only thing that my parents ever bought with the door-to-door was like the encyclopedia stuff. Okay. Which, by the way, when was the last time you bought some encyclopedias?
2: Uh, (laughs) Yeah. I don't even think that's a a thing anymore. Oh, got to be. No. no, Nobody's selling encyclopedias door-to-door now. Well, no, 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 no. I'm not saying door-to-door. I'm just talking about in general. Oh, I don't think anybody's buying encyclopedias anymore. I don't think think it's it's all on the web. Oh yeah, it's all on the web. I mean, like the source. There's got to be
0: physical encyclopedias still.
2: I I mean, nobody's buying physical encyclopedias anymore. Oh, I'd do it just to do it. You would do it? Well, I mean, you know, you're you're a trendsetter, like. I'm looking. Hold on. Oh no, no, maybe these are collectibles. They've got to be more of a novelty or collectible right
0: now. 1993 complete set of 33, thirteen hundred dollars.
2: Wow. Okay. So the latest, you're looking at what?
0: I think those are collectibles.
2: 30, 31 years ago was the last time. I that, see the World
0: Book Encyclopedia 2021 hardcover 22-volume set,
2: 500 bucks. But see, you buy it, and it's instantly outdated. Like, you buy an encyclopedia, guess what? It's instantly outdated. Like, nobody's going to buy an encyclopedia and then used. Said encyclopedia.
0: No, no, I'm looking now on sale. The 2023, Mm because that was the the most recent, right? Yeah. A thousand (laughs) bucks. You got it, man. You got money like that. Yeah.
2: Dude, Google is your friend. Big spender? Big spender. Google's your friend. And Google's free. Google's free. Man, I, I just I couldn't do it. I could not do it. We got more of these. We can uh, we can save for tomorrow since we're going to be hitting our uh, our out time here. But man, I mean, you buy an encyclopedia and then you're like, it, oh, guess what? I need the I need the version. I need the newer version.
0: Coming up next, Christy Peel, CEO founder of Media Minefield, going to talk about the best Super Bowl ads. I got to be honest, man. I wasn't paying great attention to the Super Bowl commercials this year because I think that they're not as good anymore. But we'll talk to Christy Peel about that next year on The Lake Show.